It's Ebro in the morning with Laura Styles and Rosenberg. It's Ebro in the morning, Laura Styles, Rosenberg, and the emotional oranges. Yeah, are you? Some very emotional fruit. Um, we should start there. Uh, we have Valley and Azad. Yes, sir. Yes. yes. Um, how long have you guys been the emotional oranges as a group? Ninety-five years. Wow! Oh, yeah. Since two thousand nineteen, <laughs> you deal with this a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. It's and beautiful. She, though. she exaggerates. She's the you know, real the she's emotional. The you're, you're, she's the, big she's the emotional. You're the orange. Is that how it works? Sometimes we flip flop. How do we land on emotional oranges? Uh, marijuana. Yeah, lots of pot. That, that was <laughs> dope. Yeah. Was that a strain or it was just an idea that came from pot? I just feel like we're both emotional shit. Oops, sorry, no cursing. It um, happened already. And, you know, like I said, I'm from L.A., so I feel like the funk shit is, like, the vibrant colors. Sunsets. Um, sunsets, yeah. Yeah, and New York is, you know, full of layers. There we go, peel it back. Yeah. Okay. Like an orange. I like it. I like it. So explain to the audience that hasn't experienced your music. We're going to play a new single, though, but um, explain to them what type of music you're making, like... Like, how would you describe it? Because it is a hybrid of things. I saw a blog post, uh, New Funk, yesterday. Okay. I thought that was really ill. Mm. I feel like we've kind of blended a lot of, like, the Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis yep. era stuff. I like this. With um, Quick. A whole argument on Twitter yesterday that he started was ill. I feel like he doesn't get enough praise. DJ, DJ Quick. DJ specifically Quick. his tweet about Dr. Dre, but not well, beefing with DJ? Dre. I, I yeah. missed this. Quick was basically saying that Doc, he should be where Dr. Dre is. Because without saying of, that, yeah. Without saying that. And also was just very, like, Dre's, I, I love Dre. Like, he was very much that. But, you know, uh, yeah, that's a different combo. But anyway, yes. Interesting, though. Okay. Quick, yeah. is, quick as a musician. Right. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. He's way too funky. You know what I mean? That was terrible. Correct me if I'm wrong. When you guys first came out, I remember because um, you guys were kind of incognito, right? You were letting the music speak for yourself. Yeah. So tell me about that decision. Why? I think we wanted to create a world. I think a lot of music now is very artist forward facing. So you see the artists and then you hear the music. So you're like judging the world based off of that. Mm -hmm. We wanted to reverse engineer it. So you're hearing the music. We're setting a tone. We're letting our art drive the music and the project. And if you want to see us, you come to our show. Right. Not, you're not falling in love with the brand. You're falling in love with the music. The world, yeah. Or you're right. not listening. You know, we talk about people, they listen with their eyes. Right. That's a problem a lot of people have where they they look at something and decide whether or not they like it before they actually... It's like going to a restaurant blindfolded. Right. It's also nice to be able to go to the grocery store, just like be a regular human. I feel like for the first couple years, like our anonymity was our protection. And you got to be real vulnerable in the social media era to like be that forward facing. And I feel like the music was already very dense. So... Yeah, I feel like it's, you know, it took a few years. Um, it gave us a chance to, like, figure out who we were in this space. And how did you guys come together as a group? Uh, my best friend growing up was dating Val. And yeah, she would just be at the crib, you know, and we got in for 30 minutes one day and wrote a song. Um, and from there, it was just off to the races. You were both already musicians on your own? Yeah. Okay. So this is all a music hangout world that you're in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you are you still friends? You you guys still friends? Uh, 
Not right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yo, you're I, messy as yeah. hell. You went right toxic, to, bro. You went right to the. <laughs> no, it was a fair How question. do you not ask that no, question? No, no, bro. listen. It was totally. My friend was her boyfriend. No, you have to. Ask. Now yeah. we're in a group. I'm just. Are you still in the relationship? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely okay. not. Not well, just hey, no. Hey, it hey, didn't hey, work shout, out. Shout out to Ray. Without Ray, we're not here. You know, he has great taste. He put us together. Clean up. Very he, adult. He Very mature. Clean I like up this. on aisle seven. <laughs> no, She's he, not letting it go. He he saw that, you know, I had a vision when it came to, like, writing and producing. And she's, like, the illest performer I've ever met in my life. And together, it was just, like, Voltron type shit. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You're <And> so toxic. <laughs> you had to do it, though. No, it was, I wouldn't have done it. That's what makes me a bad, bad at my job. <laughs> You're good. You went right. You were looking at me, thinking it though. You're I was like, like <laughs> yeah. No, I thought I was like interesting. That's interesting. but you, of course, that was good. You, you have if, to. If you don't want this to be a part of the combo, you, have you to don't say it. it. Yeah, you have to take it out. No, we met through a mutual friend, and we right. really hit it off. Like you could have glossed over that so you, easy. You did do it. Yeah, you yeah. Said, no, I kind of set myself up. Listen, I just in the alley. He just like slid that. Oh, yeah. wait, oh, hold on, Rory. hold on, uh, Rory, uh, Rory, oh, we have a special guest on the program from the Rory and Maul <laughs> podcast, <laughs> who would like to add in some more uh, color here. Wait, Rory, he give was, him the mic, he Laura was itching, itching, go ahead. Uh, who talked to Ray last? I did. No, nah, he, he hit me last week. Oh, oh, shit! <laughs> he hit me last week, no, just, on, just on some funny shit on DM. It wasn't like anything serious. I saw him in person. Right. Yeah. But we're cool. we're cool. Ray, look, you're getting. We're talking about you more than we're talking about our music. That's bro. not That's how you know true. Is Ray a musician? No, no but no. he has great taste. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, so it's all positive. It's all positive. Yeah. It's all positive. Yeah, it's positive. Let's talk yeah. about Valley's outfit for a second, because earlier she said, and I quote, she was like, "I'm from California. It's no, really I'm from New York. I mean, I'm from New York. Yeah. I'm living in California, but now that I'm used to living in California, I'm cold. That's why I had to wear this. Yes. Yeah, and I just want to know how we landed on that specifically, because you could have went like champion sweatshirt. You know no, because I, mean? I wanted to feel like a bird. <laughs> See, and that's why I asked, because I figure that. Wait, do you guys want to laugh? Wait, which bird? This swan. Is, a swan. This is this is Kerwin's. Very elegant. It is. Yo, shout to Kerwin. This is a Kerwin Adidas piece. Yeah, yeah. Wow. No, it's the, oh, this is a Kerwin piece. Yeah. Yo, you're wearing the yo. full Kerwin fit. Yo, Beautiful. man. Wow, and she's hey, modeling runway Kerwin style. Adidas. <laughs> wow. And some products too. She's flexing. <laughs> that is definitely more. Newborn, newborn duck yeah. swan <laughs> than it is like full grown swan, yeah, right? Because like aren't when swans born, they're not the they're not there there they're yet. They're not there yet. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's more the newborn fresh out the egg. Right. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There oh you my go. god. So um, I got uh, I went back into your music after Juice Box. I think was the one. Oh, wow. Cause I'm a big fan of Channel Thress and they and like people that you featured on Juicebox. Obviously, Rory had was like, yo, I got a thing and they're fire. Check it out. And so then I had to kind of go learn. Um, but I think there's more to you guys than just a group, right? Like mm. you said she's the greatest performer that you've ever seen. Yeah, you outside, said, outside of Prince. I'm just putting that out yeah, there. But, yeah, but, and then you... Chill, you ain't Prince. I know. Okay. I know. Not yet. I mean, she has all the... You got time, though. You, you got, got time. all time in the world. You got time. Yeah. You got time. But um, <laughs> you guys wrote a song. You produced a song. So yeah. clearly prior to becoming artists, you were in the game doing something, right? Like, were mm. you guys like... Were you a songwriter? Were you producing for other people? What was the path? Let's start with you, Valerie. 
Um, we we're both artists. Okay. I was an artist. I actually went to LaGuardia High School, so I'm a performer. Oh, like there you go. I did theater, I did acting, I did dancing, and then I moved to LA. Basically, just packed my stuff, went there, slept on a couple couches, got in a couple sessions, and started building myself as a songwriter and an artist. And then, luckily, I met a producer who knew how to utilize my talent. Mm-hmm. Very important. Yeah. Basically, you're Quincy Jones, in a way. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, wow. Quincy and Prince. This is where we're at right now? Well, I mean, <laughs> jumping right in, huh? Relatively speaking. I see speaking. the clickbait title already. <laughs> you with Emotional like, Oranges thinks they're Quincy Jones. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you could have started with, like, Pete Rock and T.L. Smooth. You're like, it's easy well, way than Quincy and Michael. Well, thank I do. Yeah. But so what you just said, I but, think, yeah. is one of the biggest misses in most artists' Agreed. path to finding themselves. Yeah. Is either, really A, they don't meet the person that instantly click or they're not even looking for the right. person or they're Sometimes resistant they to the or they're resistant yeah. to people even giving them insight and yeah. so i have talked to and mostly it's usually rappers about like yo you got bars like you you could rap but who's your quincy jones like mm-hmm. who's gonna bring out the musicality who's gonna help you find your voice who's gonna push you to be better who's gonna yep. put the stuff around you to make you actually listenable but beyond just punchlines and metaphors you know what i'm saying so preachy yeah. bro it's pretty important <laughs> holding court Wait, so what was baby. your is that what was your path then so i actually came up as an artist too uh in the early 2010s i was singing rapping uh, a bit of both okay. producing singing and rapping um i'd opened up for like everyone from kendrick to most def and oh, i so signed was outside you yeah, was I was really outside. Around, yeah. Um, I was at that Southpaw show in Brooklyn when Kendrick was there. Yeah. I was like, it was back in those days. But I signed a really bad production deal. And uh, long story short, I couldn't release music. So I went on the other side and I helped build this independent label called Mind of a Genius where we signed they and we signed Gallant and Zoo. Gallant's and I did that fire. for a few Zoo's years. Um, and I just think I re kind of framed what it meant for my artistry. Uh, what my vision was and i understood understood production from a different perspective i think growing up i thought i was making beats and i was around like you know my favorite producer in the world is dante jones from day and i say this all the time i feel like uh understanding how to like just being really self-aware and being like sure you could play the keys or you could do this but if you know somebody that could execute your vision better and you could be a conductor um for the music that i wanted to make i felt like that's what it took. It took just checking my ego at the door. Yeah. So I, I really feel like my strength, especially in this group, is curation. You know, I'm obviously writing the songs with her. I'm, I'm doing all that. But uh, creating the environment, that's what I feel like I'm doing really well right now. Mm. I love it. Emotional Oranges, um, go look for them. Uh, their last project was 2021. No, and they have a new. you have a new project. Just, yeah. It's coming out tonight Tomorrow. at 9 p.m. Yeah, tonight. Yeah. I was going to get to that. But, okay, okay. And, sorry, and sorry. we're independent now, and there's a whole lot of conversation that needs to be had around what it takes to even get up here and be independent and sell these tickets. Well, Azad is leading the convo, but if you want to go look at, they got Juice, the Juice Volume 1, the Juice Volume 2, the Juice Box. The Juice Box. <laughs> and then about to drop tonight is called... Juice Volume 3. There you go. Volume 3. Yeah. Boom. Uh, you put out Let Me Go, the single, back on December 2nd. Last um, that's just the yeah, other day. That was literally yeah. last week. Yeah. yeah, last week. Um, let's talk about it, Azad. You you said you're independent now. Who were you signed to before? 
Um, so we have a label called Avant Garden, and it was going through Island and Universal. Okay. And we work with artists like Child. We help produce Rory's project, obviously the Emotional Oranges stuff. We work with they. Rory um, the podcaster or Rory the artist? Well, Rory, the podcaster, is also an, an artist, artist. Yeah, but with a great vision. So. You, you don't actually go with the word artist though yourself, do you? Uh, formerly known as For- <laughs> I'm the prince of... I like yeah, that. Yeah. Wait, what, he, what does he formerly make? Formerly known as a podcaster. What does Rory, so, the podcaster, so make? I, would say I know like he a, put together an album, but I thought it was like a... a uh, over, overseeing yeah, kind of but compilation. Nah, but he's, I think he's a little more involved than he gives himself credit for. I mean, he's like in the room helping write these records, helping produce the records. I feel like we're just, we're all kind of learning a lot from each other. And uh, it's that Voltron So he's thing. a creative, when you say he's an artist, he's a creative. He knows Absolutely. how to create. Yeah. yeah, he could sit there and give you notes on a mix. I feel like most producers still can't do, most beat makers can't tell you how to mix right, vocals. Right, right. Yeah. You know, so... Um, um, and so you said you wanted to discuss what it takes to get up here and be an independent. I'm not trying to be like, you know, last man standing vibes. I think uh, it's just, it's incredibly difficult to build a healthy, sustainable business. And I feel like in 2022, it's like viral or bust, but Mm -hmm. there's a really healthy middle class of artists that once again, it just goes back to, are you able to check your ego at the door? And, um, And I think we realized really early on that we had this connection with the fans. They were buying tickets. We were making candles and vinyl and shirts. They were buying all you the merch. You have a real business. We have a real yeah. business that we're building on the side of the streaming stuff. And then when we understood, well, you're signed to an 80, if you, even if you're on an 80-20 with a label, then they give you 100 grand. You got to give them back 500 grand. That's right. And so with the economics, it just wasn't something that, like, you're not going to be able to leave stuff behind for your kids. And um, and I think once, you know, as like a 29, 30-year-old man is the first time I understood what a P&L was. And I was looking through it and I'm just like, we could go platinum and we would still be in the red. That's right. And by the way, not every artist is meant to build an independent business because not every artist is an entrepreneur. Some people want to get in a studio, have a song written for them, Rec- sing A it. recording artist. Yeah. And uh, it takes a really, really strong team. You know, shout out to Brittany, Brando, Rory. I mean, everyone... And, and busting the pie down and making sure that people are incentivized long term. Uh, well, I think what what I hear you saying, and, and we've talked about this with other artists, um, is that most of the record deals mm. that people get are really recording deals. Mm. They're not business deals or small business deals, right? right? Um, and that's why you hear different things, joint ventures, these other, you know, other type of things. So a lot of people are literally just a recording artist. Your job is to show up and record material. They pay you something. You may or may not own what you record, whatever that relationship is. Also, most artists don't know how to run a business and don't even know that they need to be thinking about touring and merch and creating an experience that they could, you know, uh, uh, get deep engagement from a fan base beyond what's going on virtually. Right. And there's some artists that are better suited to just show up, make the music, make that percentage. There's no shame yeah. in that yeah. either. At There's all. There's no shame so in different. that. There's everything is so different. I think every situation is different. That's right. Some yeah. artists are better independent and running their own business. Some artists so need to be yeah. managed, directed. Put some, in the machine. You know, some yes. people need to be put in yes, the machine. Yes, for sure. You also have the experience and education. You've been on both sides. So you now you can make sure, you can guide the group in the way that... You it's know a gift and the curse, though, Laura. It's like, you know, part of it, you're, you know, super jaded because you're looking into, like, 
all you you know almost a little too much behind the curtain. I could see that. And um, yeah. it's challenging. You want to put together a great tour, and you're even when you're doing two thousand cap rooms, you're losing a quarter million dollars. Like that conversation is hard to have with your business partners. Like we want to have four dancers and visuals, and we want to have front of house like trying to understand each role. Uh, sometimes I do wish I could just step in and close my brain to that stuff and just be the I'm singer honest, of man. the group, you know? But once again, it goes back to some people want to have creative ownership and we really like agency over our vision, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Have you gotten to the place now where you're having, because you have a P&L, because you have a touring business, because you're selling merch, to where you're actually not sitting, I mean, you're sitting down with investors now. Mm. You're sitting down with, you know, instead of taking a bad business loan from a record label, you could actually, a lot of people don't realize, you got your, your, you have projections now. You could go sit down and get a small business loan, right? Because now you have, we have invoices. Listen, you show up and you're like, look, last year we made X amount of dollars. Right. Here was our profits. And we have, you know, bank accounts, credit statements. You know what I'm saying? You could actually go. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Straight Shark Tank. Please get us on Shark Tank. That'd be that's a dream. Yeah. <laughs> but are, are you guys at, are you guys having those convos about how the the business grows and who the investors will be? I think so. Yeah. You know, and maybe not with Shark Tank, but um, <laughs> no, yeah, no. You know, it's once again, it just goes back to now that you know we're putting the onus on us and our team to deliver on that level because we're newly independent too brand new this is the first yeah, independent project we're newly independent so like shout out to stem they gave us enough money too because we're like writing producing recording everything ourselves but when you want to shoot a video it's like well now all of a sudden is it worth it to shoot 30 grand on a video that's going to get a couple hundred thousand views or is that better invested in Homo. wait now stem what is stem stem's an incredible distribution company um they've just built an awesome tech product to where is that the stem player no, it's not the stem player. Oh. It's uh, think of it like an alternative to ADA or Caroline okay. or, um, you know, any of the other major distributors, except they're not owned by one of the three majors. They give you so you distribute to them. You cut a deal. They do the tech, they do, they do physical and digital. They can help. They they go above and beyond their means. So, for example, if Val and I put out a song together and we have people on that song that we want to give splits to it immediately distributes those splits after recouping, let's say you spent a hundred grand. Once you pay them back their small percentage, it distributes on, on your behalf so you can bypass having a business manager. It's very artist friendly. Got it, okay. Yeah. So, so it's almost like digital contracts, digital distribution, like a dashboard for you guys as, a, as your business. You love way, it, right? man. It's like the, it's, uh, the UI is super friendly. Yeah. And the people are responsive. They treat you like proper partners, not this like fake shit of, you know, um, we're partners, but I basically own you and you work for me. Right, 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 right. It's true right. partnership. Grab a mic, Rory. What'd oh, you no, say? I was just saying, Brent Fives is like the face of STEM. Got it. Also, Frank, when Frank put out Blonde, that it was, was through STEM. STEM. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I love um, it. And, and Brent's doing great. Absolutely. He's phenomenal. And I, I don't know if you know, Frank's doing great too. Really? Frank Ocean does a good job. Yeah, he's been done well. Um, what's your guys, if you don't mind me asking, <laughs> this feels very forward, but uh, what's your guys' ethnic backgrounds? I am black and Russian. Black and Russian. Very, yeah. You're New York. Yeah, Dorn. I'm basically in New York. I look Puerto Rican, so, you know, I get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's how, yeah, but that's Puerto how Rican. our mixed kids get Yo, black, yeah. Russian, look Puerto Rican. That's just New yeah, York right I'm there. I'm literally Puerto Rican. That's everything. People walk up to you speaking Spanish all the time. All the that's right. time. And then they're disappointed when you don't speak Spanish. Uh, 
no hablo mucho español, pero lo entiendo ah, poquito. She got, she's strapped. You know what I'm saying, Reddy? I'm from New York. <laughs> and you? I'm a Ronin. Uh, nice. Yeah. And you're from, again, L.A.? Yeah, I grew up in L.A. LA. That's right. You're right. Oh, who else is Iranian? Uh, isn't uh, Snow Allegra? Shout out to Snow. Seb Deliza is an incredible Iranian yeah. artist. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of us quietly, you know, making moves. Were you rooting for the uh, for the squad? For the, for the, for the World Cup? It was a heartbreaking. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But listen, those players. So, question. This is the question, because and I haven't heard much about it. Obviously, those players on that World Cup team made sure that they were yeah. vocal about what they didn't like that was going on in Iran. Mm. What happens to those players now? Like, because everybody's kind of like, yo, are they good? Like, do they need to defect and go somewhere else? Are they safe? And, I, and nobody it, can help Or them. is this question above your pay grade? <laughs> I think it's just like there's like a level of sensitivity to it. Um, you know, obviously my parents immigrated from there. Right. And like... They have a wild history. Like, my dad's first wife was executed. My uncle was executed. You know, just... For speaking out against shit that's going on in the country, right? Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it was ruled, and it's still ruled by an iron hand, right. iron fist. So, really archaic. Right. And it's it's challenging to speak out against it because I still have family there. Right. I mean, basically, all my family is there. Um, so, it's a complex relationship. But you do you, you don't feel... Because, look, as Americans, right, we're going to talk shit about our government. It's not the people, it's the government, right? Absolutely. 100%. Right? Same thing when we go in on Israel up here. We're like, we're not talking about people the, who live the, in the, Israel. We're talking about a shitty asshole government. You know yeah, what I'm saying? 100%. And people doing governmental things. But the difference is, and this is the, you and I talk about this all the time, and not that you're not the most critical person I know of the United States, but the one thing that people don't appreciate about the United States is you could speak about, about how shitty it is as much as you want. You have to actually worry about the well-being of your family if you speak out. Oh, so that, and that's it's what you're saying. That's, that's big difference. That's, that's kind of what I'm saying. So right. to give you context, yeah. my dad hasn't been back for since I was 33 years. Right. Right. Literally. So still a lot of fond memories and things you love about the place, but it's like I said. Culturally speaking. I've, culturally never, speaking. I've never been able to go. Oh, you never even The gone. closest I've gone to Iran, well, I'm not allowed. The closest I've gone to Iran is Istanbul. And then I went to uh, Georgia. I flew my cousins for the first time to meet them in Georgia. Not Atlanta, but Georgia. Georgia, yeah, yeah, Georgia. Yeah. country. Um, Fascinating. Right, do you get a lot of love from, like, the Persian community in L.A. and generally? We've seen a lot of, especially women, come to our shows in hijabs. Oh, yeah, we've seen hijabs in their shows. Um, but truthfully, until very recently, like, I was on private and I kind of just kept to myself. So yeah, it's coming out of his shell. There you go. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm trying to, I think with everything happening, it's important for me to, um, just right. some representation. Because growing right. up, we didn't have yeah, that. Absolutely. Facts. Yeah. And Valley, how, uh, how Russian are you? My mom is Russian. And like Russian, Russian? Like She's family in generation. Brighton? Like how, what, what level of Russian are we talking about? She's first generation. Um, well, actually, no. She's second generation. Her parents uh, lived in upstate New York. Got it. And their parents are from Belarus. Wow, Belarus. Belarus. Yeah. Belarus. Uh, so, yeah, she's Russian. And then my dad's Nigerian and Native American, actually. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you, you're... That, see, that's an exciting 23 and me. That's not like Rory's. Like you look at Rory's twenty three okay. and me. Uh, it's just I, white. Why you had to come hey, from Rory? To, what about yours? You need to accept me into the tribe. I got my twenty three and me back. I'm ninety seven percent Irish. I'm three percent Jewish. Wow. Well, wow. I would love a Jew named Rory. I would love her. I, I, oh, that's great. But uh, so Valley split time between the Bronx and the most famous 
building in Manhattan, my, in my opinion, yeah. Manhattan Plaza, which Alicia Keys is from her yep. building. Yep. Samuel Jackson did security. Terrence Howard. Yep. Um, Donald Faison. La Larry David. Kramer lived in the building. Larry it's David. the yeah. most incredible yeah. building in the city. Wait, where opinion. is it exactly? 43rd and 9th. 43rd and 9th. There's two buildings. Yeah, 43rd and 10th. I still yeah, haven't gone. I, I need to go with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we moved there when I was in fourth grade. Wow. And that was like a game changer. Yeah. In what way? Well, it was safer okay. than some of the other neighborhoods I was living in. And there's a community there of artists because yeah. it's an artist housing. Right. So everyone in that building is in the arts, whether they're a musician, an actor, a director. So you're around your tribe, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that that's why I'm the way I am. I, my piano teacher was Alicia Keys' piano teacher. Right. So, wow, you know, crazy. like Donald Faison would come on with his kids. We'd play basketball. Like... That's just the childhood I had, luckily, in Manhattan, which I can't say happens for a lot of people, right. a lot You're of artists. Blessed. You and know? did your parents move there intentionally? My mom, like, yeah, you have to go on a waiting list. Yeah. And it took my mom six years to get in. Wow. And before that, we were just, like, jumping from apartment right. to apartment. You know how it is and, like, rent and all that shit. We were in studios. But then when we finally got on the list, it was a one-bedroom apartment. My mom kissed the floor. Like, she was literally crying. She's like, this is going to change our lives. And then That's I went so to dope. LaGuardia. So it was like, that was a big moment, I think, moving to Hell's Kitchen, for sure. That's so That's dope. dope. That's, That's dope. really cool. Emotional Oranges, it's been a pleasure. Uh, new project Zod, tonight. Valley, new yes. project, The Juice 3, independent. independent. First independent project. First of many. We're First doing, of many. We're doing three in the next year. Yeah. That's okay. I think we're going to go up to, like, 104. Wow. Yeah. You're just going to keep rolling them out. I don't even know the what juice, the rolling looks like, no. but we're going to do it. There's an L and a V. There's definitely an M in there. There's, there's an, an L, L in there. There's an M. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys. Yo, it's our, uh Valley. You guys, tee it up. You do the DJ thing. Introduce the single, and you know, let's play it. Slide all night. Slide all night. Yeah, this is uh, some, you know, New Jack Swing, new edition inspired R&B. Shout out to my brother, Dante, helping produce the whole shit. I love Let's Dante. Go. Slide all night. We finally a hot 97. You know, we gonna Young play that night. shit right now. This is what New York sound like. You know what I'm sharing, but I'm shy, man. One, two, three, four. Hey, this is Mayor Fontaine. Make sure y'all go check out my episode of Four Minutes of Fire coming out December 4th. It's a good one, I promise. A hot 97 podcast. Available everywhere. Four Minutes of Fire. New music premiered every month on the 4th. The other side, wish you heard the grass is greener than a dollar bills. That's perfect for her because all she know is dollar bills. I know a nigga that go and kill and did go kiss his kids. Think he doing a good job to hide the way he lived, but he don't know his son just found that gun behind the fridge. Right now he watching someone else's crib, but shit, who watching his? I do my best to hide these gems all in these 16s.